This is the UU Perspective with your host, Sharon Merrill. This is episode number 36 of the UU Perspective podcast, where you hear weekly interviews from Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists that are changing the world. Whether you're already a member or a seeker exploring the faith, there is something here for everyone. So as you sit, walk, jog, or drive, enjoy the conversations you're about to hear. So my guests today are Anita Mills, Pat McAfee, and Kathy Smith, and they are founders, creators of the Common Ground Street Choir. Some of you may have heard them at General Assembly this year. They were on stage during the announcement of the Marriage Equality Act, and they also attend activist events to support whatever the cause might be. They were formed about a year ago, so we're going to ask questions about how it was founded and what the future is for it and some events that they've attended and the impact that it's made upon themselves and others. And so here are Anita, Pat, and Kathy. All right. Well, everyone, I have given you some information about our three guests today, Pat, Anita, and Kathy. But right now, I would like them to go ahead and give a little more information about themselves to you. So let's start first with uh, Kathy. Could you go ahead and introduce yourself? Certainly. Uh, My name is Kathy Smith. I'm Director of Religious Education at Community Unitarian Universalist Church in Plano, Texas. And I am a lifelong musician and educator and social activist. I participate in Common Ground Street Choir uh, because it is a venue for all of those things. Uh, It is something my faith calls me to do, something my heart is in, and an opportunity to raise my voice in song for social justice, which I absolutely love. And Pat. My name is Pat McAfee. I'm a member of the Unitarian Universalist Church of Oak Cliff in Dallas, Texas. I've been uh, UU since 1980, um, where I joined, I signed my first book in Lubbock, Texas, which is a a small community out in West Texas, um, and have been active in in social justice since my teens. And, And Common Ground Street Choir is just another way to um, to participate and bring a positive um, note to to protests or actions. All right, and Anita? My name is Anita Mills. I'm a member of the Unitarian Universalist Church of Oak Cliff, and I'm currently serving as the president of the board of our North Texas UU Congregational Cluster. I have been an activist in heart since 64 when I was too young to go to Mississippi in March. But uh, in the last 30 years, I've worked on neighborhood zoning issues, uh, thoroughfare issues, more recently bicycle transportation issues, and uh, trying to feed people. With the Common Ground Street Choir, I find an ability to sort of meld everything together into sing for justice. Perfect. So let's get into the the Common Ground Street Choir and tell us how it all began. Pat, you want to take it from there? 
Sure. Anita and I attended attended GA in Providence last year, and I believe it was along about Friday afternoon when, no, maybe Saturday afternoon when when we kind of hit a wall. We we had absorbed everything um, that our brain cells could, and we're trying to decide which workshop to do next. And I noticed one that was. Um, being put on by um, Emma's Revolution and talking about song and, and protest. And I thought, what a perfect thing for us to do, just go sit and listen to some music and sing and and decompress a little bit after all of the very heady workshops we'd attended. And in that workshop, they encouraged us to go out and start revolutionary street choirs based on the notion that we have lost song in our protest. Song has been a part of protest for centuries, but we have devolved into the three-word chant. And that's confrontational. Correct. Um, And so that's, we we decided it was a wonderful idea and and brought it home and and started building after that. Anita, you want to take over? Well, I think Yeah, I think what really cemented the idea was that we had returned from GA. We had set up an initial organizational meeting within our church. And uh, the week before, an issue arose in Dallas that we couldn't ignore. There were a lot of, actually, I think thousands of unaccompanied minors coming across the border into Texas, and they were being rounded up by the Border Patrol and Immigration Service. And the uh, Dallas County leaders had offered to take on about two or 3,000 of these children to house them in abandoned school buildings here in the Dallas area. There was a protest scheduled against this effort And we showed up, as Pat so eloquently told the media, we showed up for the children. And so we got our Standing on the Side of Love t-shirts, our banner, and there were about five of us, and we started singing. And before we knew it, we had been handed a microphone and megaphone to broadcast the singing. And something that the media picked up, we did not see until later. We sang, God bless America, and the people across the street yelled, you don't have a right to sing that song. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And when we, you know, decided to leave, we handed the megaphone and mic back. And the folks that were with us on our side of the street said, thank you for keeping things calm because they were starting to heat up. Mm. And right then... That cemented our resolve that we were on the right track. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. Kathy, did you have anything to add to that? Um, Only that I'm sorry I missed the initial protest. I came in uh, a couple of months later when they were looking for somebody to add. Um, I have years of experience working with lay groups and singing, and, and they said, come, sing with us, and here, you can lead. And it's been a wonderful experience. <laughs> But I'm sorry I missed that dramatic first first time because I've heard the story and it always sort of brings tears to my eyes. So, but that's 
I don't have that much to add, just a little bit. Kathy is our human pitch pipe. Okay. <laughs> she keeps us all on key. <laughs> Kathy and I had an experience at GA this year that was truly heartwarming. And Kathy, you want to talk about that? Yes, yeah, certainly. No, um, so Anita had asked me if I would be willing to work with her to put together a flash mob and I thought okay sure fine it'll be it'll be fun a few of us will get together and sing and maybe we'll be able to hand out some cards etc and so we set up outside one of the plenary sessions with the idea of singing and getting people to join in as they came out of the plenary session Um, what we didn't realize was that that plenary session they had been talking about the passage of uh, equal rights for marriage and talking about, because this was the day that the Supreme Court had come down and said that everyone in the United States has an equal right to get married. And so on the spur of the moment, um, which doesn't happen at General Assembly ever, they had put together a group of people to put a short celebration worship at noon hour. And so they were gathering people for that. And we're singing, standing outside the plenary hall, just singing our little hearts out and people start coming out and we started with maybe five or six people we knew and as we sang we got more and more people until we had a group of 50 or 60 people singing this little light of mine and come and go with me to that land and lean on me and so as we're as we're singing we are now in glorious 50-part harmony and magically we're all in key which is amazing (laughs) and the organizers for the worship service came out and said, would you guys be willing to be our ad hoc choir? And, of course, we said absolutely yes and and gathered all of the people that we could to come up on stage. And so that is the story of how we got to stand on stage at General Assembly in an impromptu choir celebrating marriage equality, something which I don't know about Pat and Anita, but it it is something that I have been working Mm -hmm. on um, since my teens. And so it was amazing just amazing and amazing experience. Wow. Um, and there is video out there available somewhere, um, I believe streamed from the UUA on the GA coverage for GA 2015 of that worship service. And if you look at it, you'll see a whole bunch of people with beaming happy faces in uh, <laughs> bright yellow shirts standing up on stage, kind of not believing it's all real. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll have to put that up in the show notes so that people can listen to that then. And I will also add, so that it's really credited, um, when they put us up on stage, the, the woman who was the music director for the worship services came and worked with us for uh, 15 minutes or so with the GA band so that um, what you're seeing up on stage is also credited to the, the wonderful musicians at GA and the wonderful directorship of the woman who was the choir director. So uh-huh. I wanted to lift that up, too. All right. Nice. Nice. I, I want to insert something. It's not all these magnificent, splashy uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> experiences, too. And going out on the street with and serenading Walmart with the Walmart workers singing for uh, an increase in pay to a living wage, and it's going to a retired un- retirees union hall and getting them to sing and helping bring song back to the union movement, and it's showing up at rallies for Medicaid mm-hmm. with a Texas organizing project celebrating That's- the 50th anniversary of Selma. 
Right. That's exactly that was it. A, oh, yeah. Um, that was a wonderful interface um, interface service. And, and sometimes it's showing up at big events and having people hand us microphones or giving us a slot on the program. And sometimes it's being two or three people who show up and stand in solidarity mm-hmm. with a group of 30 or 40 other people. And sometimes it's just showing up and being there and nothing happens. Huh. How many generally show up to, to an event? How do you organize them? We have a Facebook page, we have a website, and we have a mailing list. And we send out a notice, an action alert. And it's whoever has the time and can mm-hmm. be there and is so moved to be there because we are strictly voluntary. Mm-hmm. We say we are a holler along, harmonize it will, passionate street choir. And I think mm-hmm. for the Selma for the Selma gathering, there might have been thirty of us. But when we um when we went to there's a um Mansfield Islamic Center, which is in Arlington, Texas. And I believe there were eight of us who went to possibly be counter protest to the recently, um, was it last week, week before last, the global rally for humanity. I don't know if you heard about that. These, this anti-Islamic movement that was going, that planned to appear at mosques all over the country. Um, and one of those was planned for that Islamic center. So we went to stand um, on the side of love with the members of that center and to to be counter-protest to this really oddly named group. There were eight of us, and, and no one ever showed up to protest there at that mosque. They had threatened to pull out. They were going to bring their grills and cook pork to offend um mm-hmm the Muslims and they also were, were pursuing open carry. They really wanted to make a statement by bringing their guns and saying, this is legal and, and we can have our guns and be threatening in that way. So we stood outside the Islamic center and we, we just practiced. Um, <laughs> but there were about eight of us and, and met the imam and he was so excited that we were there and so pleased to talk with us and, and share information, give us a tour. And uh, we learned a great deal. What do you think the biggest challenges with that faces you with doing the common ground choir? Yes. Your choir director says regular rehearsals, yeah. learning the music. People are thrilled to come out to events, but they're, you know, lives are busy and many people do it because they love to be a social activist presence, and um, some of us do it because we love to sing, and you need both of those things. Mm-hmm. So, but I think nominational stuff everywhere. The biggest challenge is having people find time in their busy lives to do what their hearts and their souls truly call them to do. Do you have set songs that you have that you can choose from? Yes, and it we changes have, regularly. We have, we have a song list of about. Um, 20 or 25 songs. They are drawn heavily from the civil rights era and from the union era. They are songs that are largely um, either folk songs or in the public domain. So we have a list of those songs on our website, and Anita can tell you where to go to look for it because I rely heavily on her for tech stuff. Um, And we publicize that out 
the idea is that we will we would like to have little groups all over the DFW area based out of the UU churches or based out of other churches that know the songs that are on our mailing list and can access the um, song list so that anywhere we need to go in the DFW area, there will be people who know what we're doing and can get a group together and sing whether Anita and Pat and I are there or not. That's a good summary. Uh, we have set it up so that we can be decentralized, and we hope this year to set up a Tarrant County, which is just to the west of Dallas, a Tarrant County chapter, perhaps go north to a Collin County chapter, and we now have people just south of us in Ellis County who are interested and could form a nice little core group down there. But one reason we put the song sheet on the website, and by the way, it's commongroundstreetchoir.org, is it's in the right-hand column, scroll down, and we have our song sheets. There's a master song sheet. And what I did is I compiled every verse to every song we sing, because we sing some verses for civil rights-oriented rallies and others for say, job rallies or uh, workers' rights rallies or pride parade for LGBT. And Mm -hmm. we change the words to the songs sometimes Mm -hmm. to fit the situation. So we want everyone to have every verse that we can sing and they can make up others themselves. What is probably the, the biggest event that you've impacted, that you felt you've impacted? I think by sheer numbers, GA is probably the largest, but I would question if that's where we had the greatest impact. I think our uh, last February, this February, the North Texas UU Congregation Cluster uh, took a bus Mm -hmm. to Austin to lobby our legislators for several issues, including reproductive rights and equal, or not equal pay, but inequality, the escalating inequality in pay. And we had about 50, 55 people on the bus, and Kathy and Pat and I deputized every one of them into the Common Ground Street (laughs) Choir. And we sang in the rotunda. And I think uh, through that experience, a lot of people understood more about what we were about. Because people see the word choir and they think, oh, well, but I haven't sung in a choir before. I don't know what part I sing. That's not important. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. It's holler along. And Mm -hmm. it's just be there in spirit, in body, and in passion. Mm -hmm. But I think Mm -hmm. that might have been the most impactful, both for the legislators and uh, for our own UUs from because we had UUs from all over Texas there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, think, I think the oddest situation in which we found ourselves <laughs> was the Mothers Against Police Brutality march mm-hmm. here in Dallas. It was in downtown Dallas. And we ended up at the end of this, um, this parade of people singing This Little Light of Mine, marching next to ba- Black Panthers. And so many of the people in the in the in the gathering were angry and and chanting, 
you know, negative things to the police who had blocked off the street so we could have this procession down Main Street in Dallas. It, it was very odd. It just, we, they weren't interested in, in being peaceful or, or finding a peaceful solution. But at the same time, when they gathered in a large park downtown to, to talk and with the microphone, Anita and several others got, were at the front of this circle of people holding our standing on the side of love banner. So in the midst of of the anger, we had a, a quiet presence, but it was it was a very different situation for us. Yes, especially if the police would look and hear their chanting, and then here we are coming up behind them with our standing on the side of love banner, singing this little light of mine, and they looked at us like, "Are you in the right place?" <laughs> I liken it. I liken it to the family reunion where the crazy aunt shows up and everyone tries to ignore her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. That's great. But every picture that was taken of the protesters had our standing on the side of love banner in the center. Nice. We were not hidden. (laughs) Yes. So what do you think the future of the Common Ground Street Choir is? What what do you think of as a future impact? I was just going to say for myself, um, it is a day-by-day kind of thing, doing what needs to be done in the moment that it needs to be done. Um, there is a story by John Muth that's uh, based on a Leo Tolstoy story called The Three Questions. Uh, who is the most important person, what is the most important thing, and when is the most important time. And the most important person is the one you're with right now. The most important time is right now, and the most important thing is taking care of the need that needs to be taken care of. Um, And so for me, it's very much a holistic, as things come up, living fully in the moment with uh, love and justice. Um, I suspect that Anita and Pat have longer plans than that, and I will let them answer that part. Pat? I think Anita has um, has worked hard toward broadening our base. Um, she created a meetup group here in in DFW um, that I believe now has seventy four members from mm-hmm. all different backgrounds, um, all different faiths, and and that is I think our our next push. The thing that we want to do is is have this more an interfaith group of activists and not just you use, you know, though, you know, that will always be our base. And, and we have, you know, we have so much in common. It's spreading the word. It's taking what Emma's revolution um, encouraged us to do, challenged us to do last year and, and making it as big as we can. It's, it's just getting as many people involved and empowered to bring song back in. Um, to remember that it's not just a three-word chant. Mm-hmm. And song has such a power to unify people and carry calm and love with it that I think that will be our impact as we spread. And yes, this year is the year of expansion. This last year, we sort of found our footing and started establishing a base. But this year we're going to move out and try and 
recruit more people from the interfaith community. And our people are learning about us. Groups are learning about us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we mm-hmm. need more members as we become more known and receive more invitations to join with others in justice. Having been at GA, right. did it end up creating interest for people in other states to do this? Don't know yet. We'll see. Okay. I hope so. Yeah. Then let me ask uh, the question that I ask everyone and have each of you answer it. And, and need I'll have you go first. And it yeah. is, how is Unitarian Universalism as a religious denomination uniquely positioned to serve and impact society? I think it's because we are re- a religion based less on uh, believing a credo and more about living our beliefs. And I would say that I think that Unitarian Universalism is uniquely positioned in our society because building on what Ania said, um, that we are a faith that is about more, more about what you do than about what you think about the great existential question. Um, because no one really knows the answer to what God looks like or what happens after we die. But we can see that our, uh, if there is any salvation to be had, it will be had on this earth, and it will be had through the work of human hands, working together towards a greater goal. And I think that Unitarian Universalism great strength is that umbrella of diverse belief that covers uh, a wide spectrum of people. I think that working together with that wide diversity of experience and belief gives us a much stronger footing to actually have an impact on some of the social justice ills that really need to be righted in the world. Okay. Pat? For me, I think our our democratic process and encouraging people to act on their faith means that any individual can can take their beliefs and feel comfortable within the community of like-minded people to step out and to make a statement to to act, whether others act with us or not, we can we can do something knowing that that our action will be accepted, will be welcomed, um, and normally others will then see the purpose behind that and join in us, join with us, and and to me that it's that empowerment that we receive um, as Unitarian Universalists, as individuals, that enables us to think outside the box and to take action um, on our own and and feel comfortable and safe within that. Are there any uh, quotes that any of you would like to share with our listeners? There are two for me. One is is an old one from Theodore Parker, the Unitarian minister who was a strong abolitionist. Mm -hmm. The moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice. And then the other is a new one from one of my uh, one of my colleagues in New Jersey, uh, Tim Atkins, who says, "You are loved for exactly who you are." And I think that that is a great, powerful statement that gives us that feeling of empowerment that Pat was talking about. You are loved exactly as you are. Mm-hmm. 
I have uh, Bell Lap. I have bumper stickers on my car for the first time in <sighs> 20 years. <laughs> and all of them express <laughs> express my feelings and my beliefs and my passions. And I believe that they give someone something to read while they sit behind me uh, at a stoplight. <laughs> there is a spot on my the back of my van that I'm trying to decide what to put as a bumper sticker, and I'm going to have one made. The first part, the first one I've considered is you can change the world, and I truly believe that. And the other one is from a song by Violeta Parra, and it says, Gracias a la vida que me ha dado tanto. And it means thank you to life, which has given me so much. Nice. So those are my two points. All right. Pat? I, I don't really have one, and I think I would have to sing, but I'm the least um, accomplished vocalist among us. So um, I will just say... There, there is so much in song, and I'm so grateful to my cohorts for being patient with my um, singing with gusto and normally off key. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe a word of it. <laughs> oh, she's better than she thinks she is. As right. Are we all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can just say your quote. There's so much in song. That's the quote. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, gosh. Thank you. Yes. Well, thank you to all three of you for being on with me and sharing about the Common Ground Street Choir. And hopefully we can spread this out along the, uh, along the states and to other states in the nation and, and really put activism out there in song. That's good. Thank you for the Thanks. opportunity, Sharon. Thank you. You bet. Thank you so much for having us. Mm-hmm. And if Emma's Revolution is listening, thank you to them for starting it all. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Amen. All right. So you can check out any of the show notes at the uuperspective.com website. And if you'd like to leave a comment, please do comment on whether you have a group like this that participates in activist events singing their way into people's lives. And let me give a shout out to those listeners who support the UU Perspective podcast. And that goes out to Sarah Ahrens and Reverend Melanie Nola and Andrea Lerner and Cece Benito and the UU Church of Roanoke and also Bette Weston. Thanks for listening. And I appreciate everyone who does listen all around the 40 countries that enjoy hearing the UU Perspective. So until next time, have a great week. (music) 